really neat to see stuff to go out on the fjords and all that kind of stuff. Fjords! Um, <laughs> oh, man. But... <laughs> Jay, start the timer. Welcome to the Location Indie Podcast, behind the scenes. <laughs> this is, sorry, I'm just not even going to be able to get through the intro because we're actually doing this in person. There and, we go, let's do it again. Well, usually, no, we're, t- we're keeping this one. We're keeping this one. We're keeping this one? Well, we yeah. got to get through the intro. All right, get, lay, us, lay the intro on us then. My man. Welcome to the Location Indie Podcast, a behind-the-scenes... Why do I keep forgetting <laughs> what it a, is? A behind-the-scenes, unfiltered, no-holds-barred look at the realities of the location independent lifestyle by two gentlemen, dare I say, we are calling ourselves now gentlemen, I guess, uh, who are doing it. I'm Jason Moore, co-founder of Location Indie. And I'm Travis Sherry, and I'm sitting out here drinking water on a beautiful veranda in Oslo, Norway. A veranda? Porch, is that what this is? Veranda. Outdoor um, space. It's yeah, great. We, and we, we're together. We're I, recording it in person together. IRL in real life. You know what's funny? We botched that intro, which we do perfectly. I wouldn't say perfectly, but we do this over Skype all the time. This is like abnormal. This is strange. We're sitting here and occupying the same space. And uh, well, I want to talk about your trip to Norway and everything like that. But you mentioned IRL. That was like a term I just learned. I was like, what is IRL in real life? In real life. So we're here. That's like a, is that like a term people use? Like let's meet up IRL? uh, I don't know how they use it. I guess you just see it on social media a lot. I didn't know what it was the first time and now I love using it. Um, We are IRL. Because we're not, I guess we're not experienced recording podcasts in IRL. We are, but it's been a while. It's been a while. It has certainly been a while. And I keep messing up the intro because I'm forgetting the word unfiltered. I don't know why because (laughs) I love beer. Because your favorite beer is unfiltered. Yeah, so why don't I just, that's what I got. Now from now on, I won't mess (laughs) mess it up ever again. (laughs) I'll just think unfiltered. So we are here. In Norway. I am here in Norway. You're usually here in Norway. Just spent, what, like 12 awesome days in Norway um, going all over the place and getting to hang out with you here in Oslo at your apartment, at your veranda. Dude, what do you think of Norway? I mean, you've been here now for 12 days? I'll tell you what, I love it a lot more right now when the sun is out, shining, and it's beautiful. I mean, today was one of the best weather days you could ask for, like cool, not, not cold, not too hot. It was great. We went yeah. out, had a little run, got a little workout. So it's really nice when it's nice out. When we were in Bergen, it was rainy and dreary and overcast. Ah, it was a little tough. Well, give everybody tough. the quick overview. I mean, you were you were here, we were hanging out, but then your parents were here also. Right. And you guys did a little road trip. Yeah. So we, we spent a few days in Oslo on the front end. We flew into Oslo, went out west to Bergen, which was a really cool city. But yeah, the weather, I mean, I guess similar to Pacific Northwest, it's kind of overcast a lot. It rains a lot out there. Really neat to see stuff, to go out on the fjords and all that kind of stuff. Fjords! Um, <laughs> oh, man. But <laughs> it, the, the weather was tough. And then we came up and visited you and your wife's uh, family in rural, not northern Norway, but it's north of Oslo. And that was a really cool experience because something that we wouldn't normally do, had we not known you, we're never finding our way to the tiny town of Engerdal and got to stay in a house with a sod roof for the very first time, checking a uh, something off my quote-unquote bucket list there. 
And you also bought a sheep rug from my father-in-law. Sheepskin rug. He gave you a hell of a deal, by the way. He did. He tried to make some excuse as to why he was giving it to us cheap about sending it to a different place. He really just wanted to be a nice guy, (laughs) right? I mean, that's that's kind of the impression. Yeah, you got a great deal, but uh, it, it was so great to have you up there because I've been up in this cabin, the one that you talked about with the sod roof before, recording podcasts on with you on Skype, and now you've seen the background of the cabin. And then, like, to have you guys up there, which I've never had... Uh, well, I've had my family up there after we got married. It's just like, it's a small, special place, and it's cool when people you know come to see you in places that you spend a lot of time. Like, if we're up there, we're, we're usually at that cabin or in that area. Now, in the apartment in Oslo, it's like, we're working together all the time. We're great friends, so it's like, it's fun for people to come visit you and experience your, like, daily life, so they can... I yeah. don't know. You feel like, yeah, it's like uh, keeps the connection strong. I mean, well, we we talk IRL, right? But it's it's kind of cool. It's actually cool to see someone's, like you mentioned, daily life or real life versus traveling through an area and only seeing the highlights or the travel highlights. And, and, and I always felt that way. You've lived in Oslo now for a while. I felt that way when I lived in Japan. And we lived there for two years, and up until, you know, we're talking like 22 months, we lived there, and no one had come and visit us from from our friends or family from home, because of the earthquake, you know, a lot of reasons. But it was kind of, I was getting sad thinking, I might spend 24 months of my life here, and no one other than Heather knows what this is like. I just want them to, you know, so they can they can get used to it. They can understand it when I talk about it. And then my parents, my sister came out, and it was great because now they have that memory too. Even, yeah, you know, we did Tokyo, we did all that, but some of the coolest thing was just like biking through the rice paddies to our grocery store and, yeah. and them getting to see like the what stuff that daily you do life is like. On a regular basis, but you actually wanted to share it with some people that know you, that you care about. You know, we had a totally different topic plan for today, but I don't know. I want to explore this a little more and see where it goes because we were talking about it like... I don't know, a handful of days ago. It's all blurring together now. But uh, we were too talking about- Too many IPAs. Too many bad IPAs. <laughs> bad Some, European IPAs. Come on. cut! Hey, the craft beer scene here is is up and coming, let's say. It's not it's not Colorado. Let's say that. But um, it's there's some. we've had some good beers. We've had a few okay beers. We've had some good beers. Sure. No, but we were talking about when you're traveling- the the idea that you can have family come visit you or like because I think we started talking about it because your family was coming and you guys decided to take this trip together. They were doing like a portion of your trip together, but now they've left and we're getting to hang out with you and Heather. Um, but we just talked about like maintaining connections while you're traveling and like why that's important and how to do it. And yeah, well, like what what you need to do to put the effort in to actually do it and like why even put the effort in because... Well, it's everybody's personal relationships are different, but like, dude, IRL, like how important is it to get IRL with your friends and family? Well, I think when you're wandering and traveling. Yeah. On top of that, I mean, it's important to keep connections with people who aren't coming with you when you're traveling, but it is a really neat experience to get to travel with other people, Um, whether that be friends, whether that be family members, what it is, uh, whatever it is, because you do get to see... Kind of a different side. Hopefully, it's a a good side, right? I mean, there obviously it can lead to some disagreements and things like that. But it's what really... kind of disagreements? <laughs> well, I mean, on this trip, actually, there wasn't anything that that Nothing happened. Yeah. That you know, it was it was Heather and I and my parents for twelve days together all the time. You know, I had the same rental in car a, in a small Europe. European car. Well, actually, you had like a station wagon. Yeah, kind of like a station wagon. Um, but yeah, nothing really came about. But it's it's just neat because 
we are more veteran travelers. So it was kind of cool for us because they're fine traveling on their own, but they, they never would have come to Norway had we not come. And so it's kind of neat to get to not show off, but use your skills. Like we have travel skills and planning skills and things like that to get to, I don't know. They've taken care of me my whole life. Yeah. Now it's cool to turn the back in a way and say, Hey, just sit back. We'll figure it out. Don't worry. This and that. And, um, it was, that was a neat experience. They expressed the same sentiment because your, your dad, he likes to smoke the cigars. His, his, one of his rituals is like to go out in the evening and like have a cigar. Right. So I, I joined your dad for a cigar one evening on, uh, on the patio here and, um, the veranda, the veranda and, uh, (laughs) in our small apartment. And he said, uh, basically the same thing it was just like yeah like you know that now it's great traveling with uh travis and heather because we don't we don't do anything we're just kind of along for the ride and like he's like it's our turn to like you know we've been taking care of them now they're gonna kind of take care of us on these trips and um i think they really enjoy just like kind of going with the flow you know yeah, with you and, guys and i think i do think they're to give some actionable advice i guess with traveling with friends or family i, I think there is a point where I mean I'm really glad we got to travel with them, but we did it for 12 days, and it, and we I think it it had run its course. Like it's nice that now we got to spend a couple of days here with you guys without them, and then likewise we're going to continue through Europe and and do some more traveling. So I I think that you have to be a little cognizant of that, both for the, for the other person's sake and for your sake of you know just how much time you're spending together, and and give yourself some room. So I remember. One of the days, my parents wanted to drive over to Sweden, right? Uh, we were up uh, at your cabin, and uh, Sweden was a 40-minute drive away, and we wanted to go on a hike, and it was kind of nice because they went over to Sweden. They got to do their thing. We got to go on a hike, and it was just a, the first break we had had from each other in 10 or 11 days, and that it was nice. It was, a, it was only two, three hours long, but it was, it was refreshing. And so one of the things I would tell people if they are traveling with friends or family members for the first time, or even if they've done it before because we've traveled with my parents before— Give yourself time to have some space for your for yourself or, or if you're a couple for you two and not with the other person, stuff like that. Because it can, no matter how great it is to travel with people, it can become a little bit much mm. at times. Yeah. Also, I think, you know, if you're somebody that's listening and you're considering like this whole nomadic location independent lifestyle where, hey, I'm going to travel around. I'm going to like, basically I'm going to be filling a lot of my time with travel. And that can be a little scary too, if you haven't done it before, because there's the element of you're leaving all these people behind. Right. And like going back to the connections thing, it's like, you know, are my friends going to forget about me is like, not like your family and your friends are going to forget about you. But like when you're traveling you're, two months, no one knows my name. Yeah. I mean, like you're, you're just gone, you know? And if you extend that over a period of years, it's, it becomes a thing. But I, one of the things that I found in all these years of like you know all these many years when I was kind of more nomadic was that I actually spent way more time with friends and family than I would have if I had like a quote-unquote traditional career or like normal job because if I did I probably would have gotten like 10 days off a year or something like the two weeks vacation and you know, you need at least a week of that for yourself, and maybe you get the other week. If you're assuming you're not living in the same hometown, which I wasn't, um, well, I wasn't living anywhere, but you know what I mean. If you right. were living away, maybe you get like these handful of days with friends and family. You have your you have your weekends to hang out and stuff like that. If if you're nearby, but it's like when I was traveling so much, I was able to like go and spend like a month with them and spend like real quality time, or like. 
I'd cross paths with friends that lived in other cities that I never would have visited if I wasn't like passing through and working there or whatever. And like, I don't know. And then you also have the flexibility to do stuff like you guys are doing where you can come out and visit somebody somewhere that you probably wouldn't be able to do if you had more of like a traditional career. So I think like that is definitely a misconception. I think there's two points there. One, nowadays we're talking about being IRL, but the beauty of social media and and having the computer and everyone having the internet and being on it, one of the beauties is that it's really easy to stay connected with people even when you're not physically there with them. So, you know, you could be traveling through Bulgaria and your friend could live in Pittsburgh and you could easily be shooting them text messages or or Skype messages or Facebook messages, whatever. So I do think there's, it's helped the world get a lot smaller. And so I think it makes it way less scary for people to actually take that first step and travel and say, well, I'm leaving people behind. They, maybe they'll send, you know. But like sending a message over social media is not the same no, as no, like no. hanging out and having a beer together. Agreed. You know? I mean, I'm, it's not a substitute for it, but it's it's a way that you can stay connected and yeah. stay up to date and, yeah. and things like that. I also think that you're right in the fact that the more you travel, like when I come home back to Philadelphia, if I've been traveling quite a bit, you know, a lot of my friends, everyone has stuff, everyone's busy, they, you know, you have kids and jobs and all that kind of stuff. And so when I come back, <laughs> it's, it's almost like a good reason then to get together with everyone. Yeah. And what I realize is that people are not really hanging out and doing that much all the time that you're missing out on. It's kind of uh, one of the things that I try to do as a traveler is be the conduit then to kind of bring people together. Because a lot of people will do stuff if someone it's else like an brings it up. because you right? guys are back in town. Right. Like a lot of people are like, yeah, I'd, I'd get together, but they might not do it on their own accord. So when we're back, I try to be the person who's like, hey guys, I'm home, let's plan something. And I think that's something that a traveler can do uh, that's a benefit to them and also a benefit to all their friends and family at home who might not see each other as often as you would think, even if they live like 10 miles apart. Yeah, that's a good point. I, I hadn't really thought about that, but it was... I'm thinking back to times when I was gone for a while and then it's like, it is an excuse. It's kind of like, oh, well, you know, and then you want to see everybody because you haven't seen them in so long. So you're like, hey, you're more apt to probably like plan some something, get together with a group of people. And um, Wait, one the- thing I, f- I mean, well, just to, to grow on that for one second or stem on that, I should say, one thing I've found also is that when you take off to travel for a long time, a lot of times you come back and like, it's not like you really miss that much in, in a way, you know, you like, don't, typically. Uh, like, yeah, I mean, it's depending on how long you're gone and stuff like that, but it's like all the same stuff is still there. So you, you could pretty easily pick back up where you left off, you know, if you wanted to. Unless you're someone who is going away for years and years and years, like people yeah. we've had on some of our travel podcasts who, you know, they've been away for 12 years most of the time. I mean, that's but a what, substantial. Yeah, but, but then when you come back. You're not the same person either. Right. And most people, I, we're certainly not doing that type of travel. 99.9% of people out there aren't doing that sort of travel. When we say long-term travel, that that basically means maybe a month or more, you know? So let's put it this way. I've never been on a trip or, or traveling and come back and miss something and said, you know what? I really wish I had been home for that over where I was. I mean, maybe I was yeah. a little like, oh, it would, be, would have been cool to be there. I'm... I'm bummed I missed it, but I was probably doing something else equally as awesome, if not more awesome, wherever I was traveling to. Well, there are certain things that you prioritize too. Like I know every year, Travis, like 
It's funny your dedication. Not funny, but I mean, it's admirable, I should say, your dedication to this wiffle ball tournament you go to every year. It's like, I mean, I think, I'm pretty sure you've flown like halfway across the world just to get back for this wiffle ball tournament. From Thailand. Yeah, basically across the world but, to get back. But it's like, if you don't know what wiffle ball, well, you probably know what wiffle ball is, but if you, I if mean, you don't know wiffle ball, imagine just uh, people like are not base- as athletic trying to play <laughs> baseball with plastic bats and balls. Um, it's and- just like a silly thing that you guys, but it's like a tradition yeah. and- you know, you you actually create the space, even if you are traveling in your life, and like you you've committed to actually coming back for this thing, which is uh, that's a higher level of traveling, or or the next step for traveling when someone creates a location independent lifestyle, which. And the beauty of the location independent lifestyle is you can be home, you can be wherever you want, right? Yeah. You can essentially kind of map out your life, and what I have found that helps me is prioritizing a few things a year. The wiffle ball tournament, you know, first week of June, first weekend of June, all every year. So, that, <laughs> it's so were there years that I missed it? Sure, when I was yeah. in Japan. But now, since but that's when we didn't have our own schedule. Really, we were we yeah. were teaching. So I've been home every year that we've had it. It's a good excuse to come home. The March Madness basketball and rebuild tournament. those connections or ha- like maintain those connections. Yeah, yeah. So that's that's kind of like the next step is is then getting to say, all right, what are some things that I do prioritize, and then. Making sure you're home for them, or at least making like it's cool for us because we know, hey, we're probably going to be home the first week of June. People know that. Hey, I'm always probably going to try to get home for March Madness basketball. Be, you know, and if we don't, it's fine. If there's something crazy going on, it's fine. But that's a fun way to live your life, right? You pick yeah. like the things that you really enjoy, yeah, and then build around that. And they don't have to be like serious things, right? They could be like, anything, yeah. Of course, they don't have to be serious. It doesn't have to be. It could be whatever you want it like, to be. You know, isn't that the point like, well, of the yeah, lifestyle? But there's like, thank you know. I mean, I guess a lot of people might think, well, I mean, I actually think you know when you when you think about coming back, it's like the the normal times, like you know, the holiday season or Thanksgiving if you're an American or whatever. But like, yeah, I mean, they why could be not? that as well. Yeah, Heather, right. Heather, more than me, I love being home for the holiday season too but she she really does like she that's one of her main priorities and so for the last two maybe three years we've always been home for thanksgiving and then christmas yeah uh, you know like usually staying through like we're home that whole time and so that's what's kind of neat as a couple too like she gives me the whole wiffle ball thing she's like yeah we'll try to be home in june and um especially for people like us me maybe more so than you jay who don't love having a schedule at all and are kind of willy-nilly case in point we booked a flight to georgia yesterday and we're leaving mm-hmm. tomorrow yeah um, georgia the country the country it's kind of nice to have these big milestone things set to at least start planning things around yeah well i wanted to ask you about that because you just booked your flight yesterday and you're leaving tomorrow so i mean you'd been debating for a while where you were going to go next but since you have blocked out this time of like what is it? Eight weeks or six weeks or whatever you guys are doing? Like, yeah. Um, well, it's supposed to be seven weeks, and now it might be longer because we got invited to a wedding. Maybe invited to a wedding. <laughs> oh uh, gosh, which, here we go. Let's you talk- guys are maybe invited to a lot. Of, but you are invited, but you're you're casually invited to a lot of weddings. It seems we were talking about this this morning over coffee. Yeah, you brought coffee. up a good point, and I didn't had never thought <laughs> about that. But then you brought up three or four different weddings. <laughs> that we were invited to without really a formal invitation. You're like, if I get if I get an invitation to an international wedding, I'm there. Well, I'm there. That okay. So speak of the getting to build your life around things that you feel passionate about, not like, like just things that you want to do, right? Yeah. I think getting invited to weddings is one of the 
not not nicest things, but it, it's just a big deal. Like it, it's kind of nice to be invited to a wedding because yeah. you're like, oh, it's this a, is it's important. an honor. It is. It's an yeah. honor. That's the word I'm looking for. And so, especially with international weddings, I've already said to Heather, and she agrees. Like we will try to make it to any international wedding we ever get invited to, for two reasons. One, we want to if someone internationally likes us enough to invite them to their wedding, that means we've made an impact on life, and that's pretty cool. Secondly, it's an excuse to go somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and and it's like, it's like fun. Like you need you, any excuses to Well, but you know what I mean. So that's <laughs> something that, another thing we prioritized where we said, all right, if we get invited to this, we're going to make a more effort than most people to try to get there if it fits. Yeah. And, and I think that, you know, that's another thing, not a rule that we hold in life, but kind of this, a pillar, I yeah. guess. That sure. It's is, is fun to live by because you're doing something fun. Yeah. You're not like holding yourself to and say, oh, if I don't go to this wedding. And we, we talked a little bit about um, at the wedding aside. I mean, you guys just planned this trip to Georgia. You're not really, you're kind of like off, right? You're sort of kind of traveling, but you're embracing the, I'm not going to do too much work thing. This right? six, right now. seven week trip was supposed to be mostly unplugged from work to yeah. kind of travel again for travel's sake. Cause I hadn't felt like we had done that yeah, much. Why, and like, why did couple. you, why did you feel like you need to do that now? Because I felt, and we've talked about this thing in some other episodes that I was spinning my wheels a little bit. Yeah. You know, we had got done the paradise pack. It was great. Then we had a month where we were, I was at home in Philadelphia and I just couldn't kind of regain momentum. Like we we're doing things. And it was okay. Yeah. But I just felt like, you know, we haven't gotten out as a couple. I traveled to Israel and had a great time, but that was a solo trip, and that was travel for travel's sake. And it, it was really refreshing. It yeah. kind of reminded me why I do the things I do. Right. And we were both feeling a little like, let's get out and do some, let's have fun again. Yeah. Like, let's let's just do something really, really fun and selfish a little bit. And uh, that's what we decided to do. So... You guys blocked out this time, but I think, you know, for somebody listening, I know I've gotten emails from people where they're like, ah, oh, I can't decide where to go, which is a total like hashtag first world problem. It's an awesome thing to have. But yeah, By you the way, Jason's be- looking hashtag buff, apparently, <laughs> uh, oh, according God. to some people on Facebook. <laughs> some people, aka my dad. Jason, <laughs> hey, hashtag <buffs>. buff. <laughs> I've been, you know, we, we did a little workout today. I've been trying to... Sure. Trying to stay in shape a little bit, uh, buff. I don't. I don't know about that. That's for sure. I bet if you if you've been to a gym in Norway, you see some of these Norwegian Vikings. Man, they're like talk about buff. Yeah, they I set mean, a pretty high standard. Pretty high standard. Yeah, I don't think I'm gonna. I, it, yeah, I'm not. I, I'm not a Norwegian Viking. Let's put it that way. I was gonna ask for your advice on picking like what to do or a place to go because you guys actually have the fortunate problem of being able to pretty much go anywhere within reason, like you're not going to spend, you know, X amount of dollars on like a ticket. If it's, you know, it's got to be a reasonable plane ticket and everything like that. But you're here in Europe now, you're in Norway and like you guys could literally fly anywhere in Europe. You could, there are a lot of options. So how did you make a decision on where to go? Why did you wait till the last second? This what is do you funny rec- because I should just have you come on and co-host the show that I want to do an extra pack of peanuts about how to pick a destination and the whole yeah. thought process behind it because you're asking me that and yeah. that's the question I want to answer on that podcast too. But I think here's more or less on give this us, trip. Give us a taste. What Heather and I did on this trip and it's the first time we, we've done it and I thought it was a pretty neat idea. Yeah. We said... We're going to kind of throw the map out the window here. We know we're going to see Jay in Oslo uh, and in Norway and hang out here for for a bit. But let's not try to make it the perfect 
trip of like, all right, this touches here, then we'll take train, train. You know, like throw the right. map out the window. Where do you want to go? Where do I want to go? So we each picked one place, like our number one place. So like, oh, I'm just dying yeah, to get that's here. Cool. Heather picked Greece. I picked Georgia. And we looked at the map and we thought, all right, they're pretty far apart, but mm. let's see if we can make it work. And then, you know, I'll, I'll go into it in more detail on the EPOP podcast of like, you know, every, like the steps that we did to find flights and all, but basically went on the Google flights and we started looking, okay, can we piece together a reasonable itinerary? You know, are there flights between Georgia and Greece, uh, Tbilisi and Athens that don't route you through 18 different stopovers? Right. But I and, think the main, the main suggestion is the... You guys like as as a couple each picking a place. That's pretty cool and being open to that. Like, yeah, well, because just... I'm I'm trying to think of like anybody. I don't definitely don't know anybody who took the uh, if if you went through their itinerary it was like Norway, Georgia, Greece. Like that's right. And that's the other not typical. I mean, we I had Norway say. and we had a wedding in London on September 10th, an international wedding. There you go. Definitely making it to it. <laughs> and so we had this about a month in between, and we just said, yeah, let's kind of look. Where do you want to go? And I think that's a neat way to do it because I, I definitely would want to go to Greece, but it, it wouldn't be my first choice. Heather would like to go to Georgia, but it wouldn't be her first. So if you're traveling yeah. with family, with couples, with, you know, with friends, it's always a fun way to do it. Like give them carte blanche and say, pick one place, I'll pick one place. And then you can work out the details, yeah. if, uh, you know. And I think it's cool. It's cool that way. We've never done it, and I would highly recommend it to people. And just, I mean, I know we're getting to the end here, but just to kind of wrap up in terms of like what we we're talking about with maintaining the connections and everything, I mean, it's always a great excuse to go traveling to visit somebody too. And you know, me being based here, the fact that you guys came out here was like an excuse to go see Norway, a country I hadn't been to. See it with the locals. The locals. Too. I'm not local, but my wife's local. But I'm semi-local now, I guess. And also, you know, we get to connect IRL, you know, and that's that's awesome. So that's a great excuse there. And then you guys blocked out this other time. You said Heather values like the holiday season. So you blocked out time to be home during that season. So I think like there's a good mix of things. Like, yes, you can stay in touch with social media and everything like that, but also going to visit people, um, knowing that you're going to have the flexibility to go do that type of thing if you're going for the location-dependent lifestyle. I think one of the things that isn't talked about enough probably by us as well is that we talk about how much, like, it's so awesome. You can travel. You can do all this stuff, but, like, you can also go home and, like, spend time with your parents or, like, your siblings or, like, go visit friends or whatever. And, like, that's that's maybe the bigger benefit is, like, traveling to see people you care about and people you love. It's one of the huge benefits of building a network of people. It sounds weird to call it a network because it's really just friends and and stuff. But it's a network of people who live in other places. And one of the things that we were really excited about when we first moved to Japan was the fact that we were going to find other people who obviously like some sort of adventure and, and like to travel because they had moved from whatever their home country was to Japan. And that was as big a benefit as actually getting to live in Japan was that, right. hey, we're going to meet these people who are going to then disperse all over the world. And in case in point, one of the, the wedding we're going to in September is one of our friends who we knew in Japan. And right. now he lives in London and he's from New Zealand. So yeah, it's a great way when you're traveling. But then you meet a lot of people from all over yeah, the world. Yeah, meet people. Yeah. Obviously you will, but like, it's really cool to stay in touch. And my advice for that would be let social media be your friend yeah. for that for sure because when you meet them in person and if you have a good time traveling with them definitely stay in touch and then make an effort to go visit them I think it all comes down to kind of being the person who makes a little bit of the effort you know if you want to travel with friends and family 
you know, take a little bit of initiative. Make the effort. Say, I'm going to go here. I think you guys should come with me. When you come home, you want to reconnect with people? Make the effort. Bring people yeah. together. Make the effort to go out of your way a little bit to see other people. Like, we, Oslo wasn't number one on our list, but of course we wanted to come to see you. It's, it's extra special because we get to hang with you guys. Yeah, so. and then you got to see the fjords. Fjords. Which uh, is a hilarious story that I want to talk about in the next show. I don't, I don't we'll, want to talk we'll about do that. Here. It was definitely the highlight of, as somebody who heard about your trip, saw some of the pictures, this was the highlight for me. <laughs> when I fjorded. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, we'll talk about it in the other episode. Speaking of meeting people in real life and making effort, what was really cool, a lot of you may know Lily from Location yep. Indie because she is one of our community managers. And while I was here in Oslo, with Jay, Jan, uh, August 2nd or 3rd, she just happened to be coming. She was coming through Norway on a trip to go to a wedding. There you go. See, it's mm-hmm. like a great excuse uh, to go to a wedding in Norway of a friend of hers. And Jason, Lily, and I got to have what I guess is really, we called it the first location indie company party. Uh, you know, everyone had their spouses here. And my parents were here and we had a barbecue and it was just really, really neat. Yeah, it was really awesome to see Lily. So, just want to say thanks uh, to her for all she does in the community. And it was cool to have all three of us here on the veranda, yeah. uh, hanging out and barbecuing. And um, and yeah. that brought us to really say one of the big things we want to start doing more with LI and with anyone who listens and people who are inside the community and things is do more in-person meetups. And I am now holding myself responsible mm. for running a London meetup when I'm there for the wedding. Nice. And I will send out details about that, but it should be September 11th if you're listening. And I just think that is, it's IRL and it's super fun. Yeah, so. and we're going to be doing more stuff like that next year, including uh, some kind of gathering, some retreats. We've definitely got some some stuff on the docket and we've talked about it in the past, um, but now we're we're settled enough where we can actually pick some places a little bit far in advance. So hey, if you have a vote on a place, like if we're saying, hey, we're going to do a gathering with just a bunch of people that are into this lifestyle, whether it's you're doing it, you want to do it, whatever, want to meet up up with our like-minded people that are listening to this show or in the travel scene, into travel, whatever, you got a place you want to go, you want to throw it out there, yeah, tweet us, at Zero to Travel, at Pack of Peanuts. Um, Time's up. We're getting buzzed. I know we're getting buzzed right now. And and we're going to wrap this show up. We're not actually getting buzzed because we haven't cracked any IPAs yet. I was drinking some tea, but... um, I was drinking some water. (laughs) But it might be time. To we, have we, a little bit crack, of, we try, might, try we some might European crack IPAs. one for the next show, which I think we're going to, we should record another show. We'll run right here. into I, another I, show. But what's yeah. really cool, we'll give people, we talked about weddings being an excuse to travel, not that any of you listening need an excuse, but we're going to give you excuses to travel by holding gatherings, by holding meetups, because that is the really, that's the creme de la creme of, of really this location in the lifestyle is actually meeting cool people yeah. in person. So yeah. we're glad you're listening, but we want to talk to you in person you know, so we we'll do, be giving you all the deets and we do themes each year i think in you know for 2017 Dude, we could do a theme party we could do a theme party i saw that 80s party you did you were dressed up like a a wet hot american summer uh roller skating you look you were dressed up like roller girl actually from boogie nights there go. <laughs> i look good with those shorty shorts you looked good with those shorty shorts thank I, you guys I, I don't you have to ask heather i don't know if you <laughs> yeah maybe we'll tweet that out thank you guys for joining us today Make sure you keep an ear out for all the other location podcasts that are going to be coming out. And we will be talking about deets. Um, you know, if you aren't on the newsletter, that's going to be the best way for us to get a hold of you about the meetups 
that we're doing everything that's happening in Location Indie. So you can go to locationindie.com, hop on the newsletter there. You'll get a lot of free goodies as well. And then you'll be up to date. Every week we send out a newsletter with all the cool stuff going on around the internet, as well as updates on what we're doing and, and got stuff some, like that. Got some amazing stuff we're adding to the community. So to stay tuned. Out. Yeah. Location Indie, I-N-D-I-E.com. We'll see you soon. Peace. Cheers. Cheers.